this on Life to the Fullest podcast where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. I hope you're having a great day so far. Welcome, welcome back. If you are listening every week, my name is Brittany. I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com, so you can head over there if you want to check out more information about what I do and what I offer, pretty much anything health and fitness related for the busy mom. And it's a joy to be able to talk to you in this way on the podcast every week. So I will hop right in today. We're doing a Q&A episode and I love doing these because I love just talking about random topics. I think it works well with my tangent personality anyways of going off on tangents and cycling back. So I think that the short little topics and Q&As really suit that well, suit my attention span pretty well. I also sound super raspy. I'm actually coming to you like first thing in the morning when I'm recording this and not because I was late and needing to do it last minute. I'm quite ahead, Um, but it was one of those. I have a three and a half year old boy and an almost one year old. He's going to be one like a week from when this podcast comes out and we are down to one wake up, which I consider very good. I don't know if you consider that very good, but my first son was a terrible, terrible sleeper. He was up honestly every hour and a half until he was six months, and then he was up still like three times a night until he was well over one. He didn't even start napping really well till he was over one. So that was my first experience, and it's kind of nice that I got that over with because I have been blessed with this beautiful sleeper that is my second son, and he, I would have not known what to do if the order was reversed, but he does still have that one wake up, like right at 3.45 or 4, whereas I typically wake up at 4.30 or 5, depending on the day. So all this to say, it was one of those interesting mornings where he did his like 4 a.m. wake up, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just start this day. Let's just do it. So I am scratchy throat, pre-coffee, talking to you first thing before I even do my workout. So I'm excited. All right, I have three questions today. The first one, should you change up your strength exercises? I'm kind of rewording that a little bit. The question was more like, when do I know which exercises I should vary? For example, if I'm always doing chest flies for upper body, etc. Great, great question. So First of all, there are some exercises that are just tried and true, right? I say this a lot, and my husband says this a lot when he's on with me as well, that you should stick with those effective exercises and honestly, just ride them. Keep doing those exercises. However, so that's great. You should be honestly doing the same or similar exercises. You shouldn't be looking for just the new fancier thing. Can you stand on a BOSU ball and do this while touching your nose and doing one hand overhead? I'm being facetious here, but a lot of crazy exercises I'll watch. I'm like, what is that working? Like you always need to ask the what and the why behind it. What am I working right now when I'm doing that? Might look cool, might be fun. And I think there's a place for that if you want to try fun little exercises that you can't even justify what they're working. Like for example, and this is not a crazy exercise, it'd be good for someone who needs it, but for example, a box jump. Okay, so great exercise for an athlete, somebody who needs that explosive movement, that explosive power. It makes sense for them to do those, and they're still going to do them sparingly. They're not going to do them every day to save their joints, and they're going to do them smart. However, do I have any need as a stay-at-home mom of two who runs my own business to do box jumps? Mm, No, I don't, but I think they're really fun. I really like box jumps. I like 
challenging myself to jump high. That's actually probably one random thing I miss from not going to a commercial gym is we have the a big um, tractor tra- tractor tire in our yard, and I will do box jumps off that when I need to get my box jump fixed. But I don't actually even know how high it is, so I know it's not challenging me height wise. And I used to look forward to like stacking them on top of each other at the gym and seeing how high I could get. So anyway, funny example of yes, I can. Does it suit my goals? No. Is it really necessary for me to be doing? Not at all. (laughs) Okay, but I like them, so I do them sometimes. It's also fine to do that. That is my disclaimer. If you see an exercise that you're like, I have no idea what that's working, or if that's really working anything, but it looks kind of cool and I want to try it, tack it on to the end or the beginning of your workout, but just, again, with that grain of salt. So back to the effective tried and true exercises, like your basic functional movements, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench press or floor press, Um, your row or some kind of pull, your plank. Okay, those are the really basic standard movements that I just covered out of every that fulfills a push, pull, squat, hip, hinge, and core. Okay, I just named pretty basic effective exercises from each of those categories. So uh, are you going to be doing those a lot? Yes. My answer to this is you can switch up and you should switch up the variations of them. Mostly, that answer is mostly just to fight boredom and to maybe challenge your body with a different stimulus. So your body does respond differently to bands than it does to dumbbells. And that has to do with like where the tension is throughout. So you'll get different if you're doing a banded bicep curl versus just a dumbbell bicep curl, you're going to get different points of tension with the weight. It's going to be harder in different points of the exercises. So Take that example, right? That a bicep curl is a good pull exercise. You're working your biceps, which are a pull muscle. So maybe one week you do three sets of 10 bicep curls with dumbbells, okay? Then the next week you do three sets of 12 bicep curls with those dumbbells. Then from there, if you have the ability to go up in weight at week three, I would go back to three sets of 10 reps, but up your weight in the dumbbells. Then week four, you're going up to three sets of 12 with that higher weight. So you progressed the exercise. Then after week four, I would switch it up. And if you're going to, again, include bicep curls to work your biceps or some variation of it, then grab the band and do it with the band. So the biggest, so it's great and it's good to stick with the effective exercises. However, what should be changing is the reps or the weight. And this is where, so you want to make sure that you are always progressing, So if you're doing the same three sets of 10 chest flies every week with 10-pound dumbbells, you're not going to see results after a time. You might might maintain. Also, your body's just going to get really used to it, so you might start regressing a little bit. You're definitely not going to get stronger or gain strength or gain muscle or increase fat loss. So this is, I understand too, the difficulty of having availability at home. If you're working out at home, as I think many of my listeners are, as I am, I've been working out at home for almost two years. So I think, yeah, actually two years. Um, So I get that. You run into tapping out, which is kind of why I really do like the TRX because you don't need a million different variations of dumbbells or weights. You don't need a lot of varying weights because you can just change your body weight, not change your body weight. Maybe I shouldn't be recording this first thing in the morning. Not change your body weight. Obviously, we can't just do that, but change your body angle, which in turn is going to make an exercise easier or more difficult. So I tell people that a lot. Somebody actually just asked me this yesterday. 
about what things they should get first. And I did refer them to listening back to that, like building up your home gym podcast. But I took some snippets out and I said, you should have a medium set of dumbbells or ideally a lighter set and a heavier set. But if you just want to go medium, say 10s or 15s, depending on where your level is, something that you can bicep curl, something that you can do most arm exercises with, and then ideally one heavier dumbbell that you can use for rows, for presses, and you can just go one side at a time because it's just more cost effective to obviously just get one heavy. And then next from that, I said, if you have your medium and and or light set and then one heavy dumbbell, I would honestly get probably bands next because the bands, you can also simulate a lot of exercises that you could do at a gym with a band. You can act like it's a cable a lot. So I would get the long bands actually this answer has changed because before I would have said with handles but I would actually get the long bands without handles because I think you can do a little bit more with them and then I would maybe think about the TRX because the TRX is going to help you again make like a bicep curl heavier or tricep extension heavier without actually needing different increments of weights so all the way back to circle back to that question should you change up the actual exercises themselves yes maybe varying from weeks one through four to work chest, you do the chest fly, progressing it the way that I said. Then maybe after week four, you go to chest presses, to floor presses. You're varying it a little bit. But the more important thing, even if you actually, you don't need to, that's really just more again for boredom and for the sake of variation to fight boredom. Really all you need to do is make sure you are progressing. So that is upping your weights, or upping your reps, or decreasing rest time, or adding pauses. These are all ways that you can progress it. If you have, we the heaviest dumbbell that we have in this house is 35 pounds. So we do have a barbell and different things that I can use, say, example, for a front squat or a goblet squat. But if I just have that 35, and which I did for a while, I will look at doing, again, going back to the example before, maybe week one, three sets of 10 squats with 35 week two pushing it to 12 reps now I can't go up any higher so week three I'll push it up to 15 reps then week four I'll add a pause at the bottom which makes it harder or maybe add a three second pause at the bottom to progress it that way so the most important thing it's not bad to do the same exercise all the time you will see me program for clients the same exercises a lot and you will see that in my own workouts I am doing some form of RDL all the time. Pro- at least once a week, I'm doing some form of a Romanian deadlift because it's great for hamstrings. It's great for back. It suits my goals. Sometimes I'm doing it with a barbell. Sometimes I'm doing it with a trap bar. Sometimes I'm doing it with a dumbbell. Sometimes I'm doing it with a kettlebell. Yes, we have more of this equipment available now, but before when I when I didn't, I would just go with what I could do and add reps or get rid of rest time and just work with what I had. All right. Second question. This one is a quick, easy answer. So <laughs> this is a good day for it. What is the app that I use for countdowns? And if you're over in the Facebook group with us, that's a relatively new thing here. The Fit Mom Life to the Fullest Fitness and Nutrition Facebook group. Totally free. Just a spot that we can all talk to each other since on the podcast I can really only talk to you. I can't really hear from you. And I can do some fun things like lives and live workouts and whatnot. So Think this and this question I know is coming from someone who just wrapped up our eight-week challenge. So you're hearing my countdown timer a lot in the workouts. And I actually just use, it's called Seconds Pro is the app. So I still use the free version. I don't even actually know what the 
big deal on the upgrades is there because there's no ads or anything like that. But it's really, really nice if you, and sometimes they'll program for a client to do a workout at home like 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off or something like that. And I get that it's annoying to just keep an eye on the stopwatch. That is what I did before I used the app. So I would just use a stopwatch, even on your laptop or iPad or something, to make it a big screen and use a Google stopwatch. But I really like the app because it counts down and you can set it to, you can custom create any timer. So it can be, you can make it 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, whatever, a minute if you're doing something um, like an EMOM workout where you, you do every minute on the minute. You're doing like, say, 12 goblet squats, and it's an EMOM workout. So you set the timer for one minute, you do your 12 squats, and then you rest for the remainder of your minute before you go on to the next exercise. So it's really helpful instead of having to keep resetting your stopwatch a minute every time you switch exercises. You can just custom set a timer. I went in there and just made like 10 minutes of just one minute exercises. So then I can just be jamming my workout. The You can control if you want the... I was going to say her because I use a female voice. I don't know if there's an option to switch that. I don't know if it's like a GPS. But I wait till she tells me that I'm halfway. You can set it to tell you halfway and whatnot. It's really nice. It counts down, you know, three, two, one when you're going to be done and things like that. So Seconds Pro is that app. And again, I just use the free version. And last question of the day is what to eat before and after a workout? Great question. So If you are doing cardio, it's kind of what you prefer. It doesn't matter as much if you are just solely doing a cardio workout. If you're going to go for a run, if you are going to do some kind of intervals, if you're going to go on the bike, etc. It doesn't matter as much and it's kind of personal preference. So some people like to do fasted cardio, which means they just have not eaten before. A lot of people like to do this first thing when they wake up. They don't like anything in their stomach and they just go right for the workout. Um, There's also a belief out there that fasted cardio might help you burn fat more because you are just tapping into allegedly your fat stores because you don't have much food in the tank. You can Google this, but there's not enough sound research and evidence to back that up, in my opinion, that it would be a benefit. I Tried it a couple years ago for a while because I like to try everything that is, you know, the hot topic and see just what my own personal experience is with it and things like that. And I think that, again, falls to personal preference. Personally, if I am going to wake up and do cardio right away, I don't usually eat anything. I will sometimes drink coffee. But lately, if I have been doing cardio in the morning, I will just wake up and do it right away. And mostly just because then I just like doing it on an empty stomach. I don't want coffee sloshing around in there either. But if I'm going to be up for a little while before I'm going to do it, I will wake up and have an apple and then I will do it a little bit after that. So when I used to teach a spin class at 530 in the morning, I used to wake up and eat an apple on the way there so that I had something in the tank to work with. So that's personal preference. And same thing with after. You obviously want to drink a lot of water during cardio. You want to drink a lot of water after. But afterwards, you would just, you know, proceed as normal with the rest of your day. You might find yourself a little bit hungry after, but you might not. I tend to find myself not hungry immediately after a really intense HIIT workout. So if I was just running sprints or something like that, I usually am not hungry right away, but then I'll be really hungry like two hours after. Whereas if I just, you know, ran for steady 30 minutes or I biked for steady 30 minutes, then I usually am hungry after. So again, really personal preference, but you're not going to do much harm or good to your body 
with one sound answer here. So cardio doesn't really matter before or after. I would just do what your comfort level with food tells you. Also, don't feel like if you are doing your cardio, say at like, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon. So you ate lunch and then you had a couple hours and then you do your cardio. Don't feel like, okay, now I must eat before dinner because I have to have something after a workout. You actually don't. <laughs> you you'd burned calories. That's good. Your heart rate probably got up. That's good. You Nothing in your recovery means that you need to eat after. You do need to drink water, but you would be fine to wait till five or six for dinner and eat again. Again, unless you're super hungry. If you just did an intense spin class at four o'clock, you have two hours till dinner or an hour until dinner, obviously eat if you're hungry. Have some nuts, have whatever to tide you over, but you don't need to. Now, on the strength side, it is best to make sure that you do have fuel in the tank. So if I am waking up and going to lift first thing in the morning, I usually will make sure I at least have that apple. But sometimes I'll have, this is where I love these little energy balls. I don't know if I've shared these on the podcast before. This recipe has gone out definitely in past challenges. But I know there's a lot of variations you can do on this. But I just do rolled oats, peanut butter, ground flaxseed, honey, cinnamon, and dark chocolate chips. And I you just mix them all together and roll them into balls and put them in the fridge. So it's kind of like it's overnight oats without all the soppy liquid and things like that. And just that oat chocolate peanut butter is so good. But it is, they're basically, I mean, a carb bomb. It's basically straight carbs. There's a little bit of fat and protein in there from the nut butter. But it's actually pretty perfect for right before a workout because your body wants to utilize carbs first in your workout. That's your your body's preferred source of energy. So if I am doing a strength workout, I will usually wake up and pop an energy ball or two. Actually, my plan this morning is to record this podcast and then do my workout before the boys wake up. And that's exactly what I did is popped two energy balls. So I drank a bunch of water and ate two energy balls before I even do have my coffee and get to my workout. So it's important to have fuel in the tank. But Again, if your stomach is more sensitive and you do work out in the morning, you're like, Brittany, I don't want to eat like oatmeal or toast or eggs or something like, you know, substantial or yogurt or something like that. See what you can handle. If you can get an apple down, great. If you can get a banana down, great. It is best to have carbs before you work out. However, it also is not like a you need to have it two minutes before. So if you are going back to the example of working out at like four o'clock in the afternoon, just try to put some carbs with lunch. You know, that could be a sweet potato. That could be rice. It doesn't need to be grains if you go grain-free or gluten-free. But try to make sure that you have some carbs a little bit before your workout to fuel your workout. I actually, this is one, I can notice the difference when I used to train a client right at like 4.30 or 5. And when we were doing, you know, really fatiguing exercises like pull-ups or something that really takes a lot of your energy in a full body, I would be able to tell, I'd say, okay, did you have carbs with lunch or no. And I could tell the days that she had just soup or maybe skipped lunch versus when she had rice or some kind of, you know, more dense carb at lunch. So no, you don't want to be having a donut and falling asleep at your desk and those kinds of things or falling asleep with your kids. But, you know, some good healthy carbs in there are good to fuel your workout. So sometime before a workout, you would want for a strength workout, you would want to make sure you have carbs. What I see a lot too is people drinking a protein shake before a workout. That's not really optimal. I mean, again, it's best to have something in your tank, but it's preferred for it to be carbs because carbs are what your body prefers to actually put to work during the 
workout itself. So, and that always like really just throws me for a loop because I just can't imagine drinking a shake and then going to lift things or getting your heart rate up and sweating. That just doesn't sound like a fun combo to me. So you actually want to save the protein for after your workout. So it is best to get some protein and some carbs again after your strength workout because the carbs go right to helping your muscles replenish um, the water that you lost during the workout and they help your muscles recover. And then the protein is what helps you build the lean muscle. So carbs kind of help like top off the muscle you have, help them, help them, you know, you are actually, when you were lifting, you were ripping your muscle fibers so that they grow back stronger, which is crazy to think about. I heard that at some point early on. I was like, wow, that's what you're doing. So the recovery part is very important. And that is why when I'm working with someone one-on-one or in a challenge, I will ask about their sleep. I will ask about, you know, if they took a rest day because you don't actually get stronger from doing the heavy goblet squat. If you are squatting a 50-pound dumbbell, you might think afterward, like, oh, I just got so much stronger. You just actually ripped your muscle fibers. You're going to get stronger the next day. It's in the recovery that you actually get stronger. So recovery is really important. So that is why after your workout, your strength workout, you do want a little bit of carbs and protein. So that might look like, you know, if you are working out in the morning, going to do a strength workout in the morning, you're going to have an apple or a banana beforehand, Maybe those little energy ball combos or something like that that you find you can eat without. There's another good point. I said shake, but I'll see a lot of people do have a protein bar beforehand. You can if that helps you, but make sure it has some carbs in it because the protein is not really the essential piece to have before workout. It's the carbs. So have something before you work out, then do your workout, and then go back to having something after that that has carbs and protein. That might look like a protein shake with a frozen banana or something like that, a little bit of oats in your protein shake, or if you just did an apple beforehand, something like that. If you're working out later in the day, maybe you just make sure that you have carbs in your lunch. And then for dinner, make sure that you have like a sweet potato or some other kind of good carb that's going to help your muscles recover along with a chicken breast or ground turkey or whatever that is. If you're having tacos, which is, you know, our staple around here on Tuesdays, you'll be covered because you can use your ground turkey or your ground beef and then your tortilla or tortilla chips or whatever will count as your carb. So all good things. Make your food work for you. You can have any food that you want to, but making sure that you are it's, it's kind of to a finicky thing. I would never, when I first start working with somebody, I'm not going to super harp on your meal timing, but as we continue working together, then we keep fine-tuning it and seeing like, all right, well, timing does play a factor. It's not the biggest factor, but all the more so as you keep getting, you know, you progress your journey in health and fitness, why wouldn't you want to make your meals work for you then? If you, And I think that some of it just comes from not being sure. I think I probably back in the day drank a protein shake before a workout thinking that that's the way to do it and that's what was going to fuel my workout. But that is not the case. Carbs before and then a little bit of carb and protein after. Cardio, it does not really matter. Also, I'm going to throw this one in there. If you're doing like short cardio, short distances, short in duration, you do not need thousands of extra calories, okay? Unless you are training for a marathon and only once you get into like 11 plus mile runs do you really need to be in any way carb loading or just even really upping your calories 
if you're just running a 5K, you do not need to be going through the line and grabbing like 19 things after the banana and the cereal box and this and that. <laughs> Your body does this for you. Your body knows to store carbs and to have its glycogen topped off and everything like that. So I see that a lot too. And I think I did that probably my first 5K I ran. I went through the line like, yeah, I need all of this, the banana, the chocolate milk, everything. And you're probably taking in like a thousand calories at the end. So uh, fun times. All right. So those are all of our questions today. Anytime you can, I always try to throw up an Instagram poll before this episode, but anytime feel free to email me a question at fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com or DM me a question on Instagram. I really like Instagram messaging a lot more than Facebook. I tend to lose them in Messenger. So over at Instagram at fitmomlife to the fullest.com. If you have any questions, because then once I get a couple of them, I will throw on another Q&A episode. And again, it fits my attention span just right. So thank you. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you are not hanging out over in the Facebook group already, please come on and do so. I'm going to do another live workout this week and to be announced when I'm, I'm kind of playing around with times to see what's best for everybody. So all right. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next time. Bye.